Welcome back to the podcast for our NRLW Round 8 preview. Once again, joined by Alex from Watch Her Footy. Haven't already, please get around the page, give him some love and support all over the social media uh, streams where you look at the results of Round 7, ladder, where things are at coming into finals footy in a couple of weeks. Uh, look at our try score results, uh, pretty on par this week, so go ahead and, and give that a listen to as well. And then we look into uh, a big deep dive into this weekend's games with obviously the, the big clash Knights versus the Roosters. Can't wait for that one. Haven't done so already, please go ahead, give the page like and a follow on either Spotify or Apple. YouTube if you want to watch our podcast in uh, video version and watch us, um, our lovely faces. And if you haven't done so already, give us a, a like um, on any of the social media platforms. You've got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, um, the works we are on. So any love is appreciated. Also, go ahead, look at our online shop or our Instagram and Facebook shops and look at our new hats uh, available in white or navy. All the support is greatly appreciated. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the NRLW previews. We've got round eight this time, so we're almost there. You can smell it in the air. Finals football, obviously there for the NRL side of things. NRLW is not too far behind either. So it's crunch time. Teams need to get into form. Um, if they're not already, or teams need to maintain their form. They want to know, should they still be on this on a win streak? Do they need to lose one? Things like that. So uh, we'll talk about all those things coming up in some massive games this weekend to decide some of these final positions and get some teams right there where, where it matters. Alex from obviously Watch Her Footy. Quickly, how you going, mate? How's your weekend? And some cracking games we're about to talk about. Yeah, I'm going good. Um, yeah, it was a good round, I think. I don't know about your tipping, but I think I went five from five on the tipping. So I was pretty uh, I think I did. happy with that one. A little bit different on our try score tips, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, look, I, I know I started slow, but I may have clawed myself a little bit of respect back. So we will find out about that shortly. And um, as I said, round uh, seven, it was really, really good round. It was some cracking games and it sort of just gets us into that finals feel. And I said, we're about to talk about some of the big games this weekend and it doesn't get any bigger than one of the certain contests. But so the results are obviously round seven. We had the Knights 20 beating the Raiders 12. Um, That was a a really good game to watch, actually. I just think the Knights showed their class there and got over the top of the Raiders. Uh, Another great game to watch, the Broncos 32 beat the Sharks 28. A lot of attack in that one. Really good rugby league. The Dragons just flexed their muscles and sort of showed us the team that we've all sort of thought they could be this year in 48-16, to which you obviously got a a first-up preview of what Jamie sounds like. i got no doubt him and the girls would have loved that game on the weekend and probably would have been the one that you would have loved to be at as well and seen behind-the-scenes footage of. Um, Sunday, we had the Gold Coast Titans 16 beating the West Tigers 4, and then obviously we had the Roosters, which we're all sort of expecting, 46 beating the Parramatta Eels to 12. The ladder at the moment, how it stands, it's a juicy Later, as I said, heading into this weekend, the Raiders are uh, the Roosters and the Knights on top 12 points. Then you got the Titans sitting third on 10, the Broncos and Raiders fourth and fifth on eight points. The Dragons are six, so they're still there fighting for a final spot. You got the Sharks, Tigers, and Cowboys all on four points, and then the Eels still down at the bottom on two points. Um, so what about these try scoring results, Alex? Um, let's rip the band aid off. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through them quickly. Um, so the first game, it was yeah, Raiders Knights. Uh, 
I had Shanice Parker, you had Jasmine Strange, both didn't get it. I think you are change, you're changing your wing tip every week and um, Sheridan Gallagher ended up scoring, so you yeah. <laughs> should have changed that one. Um, then uh, Bronco Sharks, I went Georgia Ravix, you went with the uh, the lock Melahu, like the lock bet Melahu Funga, but that didn't go go to plan for you, but I got Georgia Ravix. Um, so I get I get on the board there. Then next one, um, Dragons Cowboys. I had Tegan Berry. You had Jasmine Peters. Tegan Berry scored and Jasmine Peters didn't. So you're you're zero from three to start. Not a good start. Yep. No, um, not a good start. Um, and you're two, two from three. Three from at this point. Uh, goes a bit downhill for me and uphill for you from here. Um, Titans Tigers. We had the fullbacks. I had BBW. You had Avania Polite. Polite yep. scored. And then the final game, Roosters Eels. We went for both the centers. Uh, Jess Sergis, Isabel Kelly. Sergis scored for you, but Kelly didn't score for me. So we both end up on two from five. And overall for the season, I'm 11 from 30 and you are 10 from 30. So uh, it's not too great. But, yeah, you saved, you saved yourself in the end there to not, not have a I did call, call myself a little bit back there. It was sort of like a Melbourne Cup, wasn't it? You sort of went out to the early and I'm just sort of, we're at the post here. We're, we're neck and neck. You can't decide between us. So we've got two more weeks to, to really work out what we're going to do here and, and maybe the finals as well. But um, let's get straight into to round eight. I'm really excited to talk about the oh, sorry, not the round out. Let's go to our performances of the week. Sorry. So last week's games, round seven, uh, our team and individual, obviously for me, um, my team was the Dragons, just what I've spoke about earlier. They're sort of finally we got to see, and I've been looking forward to this because they've looked like a really good team for a lot of this year. There's been a lot of patches of it and we actually finally got to see that. I know the Cowboys are a bit more depleted now and uh, not as good as they were at the start of the year, but I still think, their victory was a really good victory with the Dragons. And this is a style of footy because we spoke about Tegan Berry and how good she has been, but I thought it was a much more rounded performance this game. And a lot of the Dragons players played well and it wasn't relying on Tegan Berry's magic, which we know they've got there definitely if they need, ever need to, to ask her to bring something on, she will. Uh, the individual side of things, I've got Gail Broughton uh, for the Broncos, who I thought was uh, a star in that game. And it was funny, we spoke about it last week, that she'd take that Emma Tonegato battle personally. And we're just interested to see where she'd go with that. Um, two tries and just basically led the side around and, was just instrumental, I think, in the Broncos getting that win. Uh, what about yours? Yeah, I had Dragons as well for my team performance yeah. of the round. Um, like you said, you sort of touched on a few of the key points, like probably the first real team performance, especially for a 70-minute performance. They really, you know, have been a team of one half. Most of the yeah. second halves having to, you know, claw their way back into game. So it's so good to see them start, you know, in the first half, get the get the lead and just go on with it and just a real complete team performance I'll be really happy with. And, um, yeah, Tegan Berry not having to carry the weight completely. It was a, a team performance. Um, I think, yeah, the hitting hitting how they want to play at the right time with only two rounds left, it's it's a shame for a lot of the teams that have sort of, you know, been inconsistent this season that it is such a short season. Like, obviously it's longer than what we have been used to in the NRLW, but, yeah, like I was saying on our podcast, I think on Sunday night, that imagine if it was a 20-plus round season where, mm. you know, what would we be able to see from the teams that have been struggling, just haven't, you know, found their rhythm yet. But, there's you know, they obviously have prepared to only have nine rounds. So it's unfortunate for some teams to sort of already be out of the race. And, um, yeah, Dragons still a fighting chance to make finals. So hitting their form at the right time. Um, yeah, Gail had a great game. But my player was Shannon Marto. 
Um, I think she was just huge for the Titans. She's just one of the most consistent yeah. forwards in the game. She used to play for the Broncos. I don't really, I didn't watch it back then when she was playing for us, but that's one I wish we held on to because she's just, yeah, probably top three forwards in the game easily. Um, she ran for 286 metres, 126 wow. post-contact metres, and 26 tackles with zero miss. So she had more post-contact metres, I'm pretty sure, than any Tigers forward had run metres. So, wow. yeah, massive, a massive effort from her this week. That's insane numbers there. That's that's re- re- absolutely ridiculous. She would have had ice baths galore lined up for the next couple of days after that. Um, just a quick one off the cuff. You might have to do a bit of research or you might know if to be Is there any actually talk yet about the season next year being extended? Do you guys, do you know it all? Or is there still probably an off season to talk about all that sort of thing? Yeah, they usually leave it pretty late to sort of, mm. well, I guess, finalise a draw. But I guess if it's being expanded, we'll hear about it early. Um, the only thing I'm sort of hearing whispers is potentially teams being added even as early as next year. But wow. I don't know. I don't know if, if that you know how accurate that is or whether that's going to get across the line. So I'm expecting it to probably just stay at a ten team comp next year. Whether we you know, whether they do expand the weeks of the comp, I don't know, maybe like what make everyone play each other twice. I don't know how long they'll make it because mm. they, they work around the um the BMD Queensland comp and the HNWP, Harvey yeah, Harvey Normans for New South Wales. So I don't know how the logistics of it will work. As soon as we start making the NLW season longer, it'll cut into yeah. those seasons, which ideally we, we want to get to that those seasons are sort of like the reserve grade comps like we yeah. have in the so, we want it to be NRW all year and, you know, Harvey's and BMD is, you know, the players that aren't at that level yet. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just don't think they'll cut into it too much yet because it is a, a good way for the players to keep fit, you know, and get their footy yeah. up in the off-season yeah. even though it is still a season. So, I don't know. I think I think it'll be pretty pretty similar next year if we don't see any teams added. Yeah, no, it'd be good to watch in the off-season, see what happens. As you said, it always is late for some reason, which does seem a bit unfair when they're trying to make it such a professional league. But hopefully they start, now that CBA and that's done, it makes it a bit easier for them to move forward and get this done quickly. I think a lot of people out there want to know already for next year. We see it with the NRL all the time. They want to know the draw straight away, and it comes out literally like a month after the grand final. Let's start talking about round eight, our preview. Um the first game, I think, is one of the best games. If there wasn't another game coming up, this would probably be the game of the, the weekend for mine. Sharks versus Dragons, seventh versus sixth. Uh, Thursday's time slot, so tomorrow night for those listening straight after this is uploaded at Points Bet Stadium. So they've got prime time rugby league time slot, which is, I think, fantastic for the women's game. I feel like we could probably get record numbers here, especially viewer-wise, for TV ratings for this game, which is going to be huge. And it's two teams pretty evenly matched on paper so this should be a really good game what are your thoughts on this one yeah it's a good point like people are going to be itching for finals footy and you know the men's rugby league fans that obviously are normally watching and maybe don't get a chance to watch the women's games it's a great opportunity for them to tune in and i think we will see a lot of uh at least tv audience i'm not so sure about the game itself at the stadium where is it being played at uh, uh points bets at shark, shark park yeah, basically. yeah. So. So hopefully, yeah, it gets a good crowd attendance at Sydney. But, yeah, the TV viewership, I'll be excited to see what those numbers are. Um, yeah, like you said, sixth versus seventh. Sharks probably need a miracle for their season to still be alive. For a lot of results will have to go their way. A few less results need to go the Dragons' way. Like I've sort of gone through it and, you know, mathematically both teams can still make it, but the Dragons have a much better chance, obviously sitting on two more points. 
Um, um, yeah, so I think it should be a really close game. Sharks probably, yeah, like less to play for just because season potentially over. Dragons finding their form, like I said, and um, yeah, massive two weeks ahead for them. Basically do or die each week. They, they will need to win the next two games to be in a chance to make the top four and, you know, Broncos and Raiders to drop a game or two potentially um, to sneak in. So, yeah, they're still alive and they'll be hungry and excited to, to build on last week and just to get another team performance in. Um, I'm just worried that if, yeah, the Dragons have another slow first half, the Sharks mm-hmm. have been a decent first half team and they could they could put some, put some points on if the Dragons don't come out firing. Um, but I think just to keep, keep things interesting for the season, I really want to see the Dragons win and um, make it a real tight tussle for that top four. And I think with Alexis, she's been named, but then I think Jamie Sad put out that tweet. And even before she was named, it was... She's done an AC, uh, MCL, sorry, and that she would be out for weeks. So she's still on the team list, but she won't. She won't be playing. That's a massive out. She's been, you know, one of the best. She's just crazy for an eighteen-year-old. Um, we saw Angelina Tekaranga Katoa, I think is how you pronounce it. She really step up last week with Alexis there. So she's going to have to even step up even more this week without her and feel that presence in the middle of the field. Um. But yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Dragons in a close one, and potentially even a, a second half comeback victory. Yeah, honestly, I find this is probably the hardest game of the week to tip uh, for me personally. It's just, it's almost you could call this the what could have been cut because both teams, it, honestly, a couple of different results, and that they're right in the thick of this competition. And I reckon a lot of the be- the better teams are worried about versing them when it's the business end of the year, but. It's just been very – it also could be the frustrating cup because it's been frustrating watching both of these teams at times, especially the Sharks when, on paper, they've got such a sort of star-studded lineup. It just hasn't been able to make it work. And it sort of is the reason why originally I've, I've, I've been thinking the Sharks all along. But when you mentioned that there, like the Dragons still do have something to play for. Um, that can go a long way at this time of year, especially – Maybe if the competition is a bit longer, maybe because it's shorter, it does help the Sharks here um, stay on top of things. So oh, it, it's so hard to pick. I have no idea, but um, I'll, I'll stick with what I wrote down. I'll go to Sharks in a close one um, just to finally show us what they're capable of actually producing. And I just keep thinking to myself, I think the Broncos are a really good side still. And the fact that they were able to stay with the Broncos last week um, is a really good sign for mine that, they are, even though they're probably not going to play finals football, it's very, very unlikely. They're still thereabouts for next year's competition. So, yeah, I'll go to the Sharkies. What about your player to watch for this one? Yeah, I touched on it just before. Um, with Alexis out, I think um, Angelina Tekarankatara, I just call it ATK. Um, so she'll have to stand yeah. up yeah, a lot in the middle of the field because I don't know who they'll bring in. Maybe I think there's Carla Cowan who's played sort of lock and hooker at times. I don't think... She's in the squad or she might be on the bench or in the reserve. So she might come into lock. So, yeah, they're going to definitely miss Alexis. Alexis's big body and her, like, she's played, like, 70 minutes. You know, she's just a, I don't know how she's doing it. So ATK will need to, uh, yeah, be massive in the middle if the Dragon's going to be a chance. Yeah. I've put down uh, Tyler Nathan Wong, uh, who I feel like has just been finding her feet in rugby league and been going about this transition expertly and we know how much of a professional she is and and has been for both rugby union and now rugby league and she's been she hasn't been overplaying her hand she's just been fitting into the dragon system nice and i thought especially last week 
in a way she got to the point where she's gone, all right, I'm starting to feel really comfortable. I'm starting to step up here and she's starting to do quite a bit uh, as well. So um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from her and I think she can continue to go to that next level. And if the Dragons are to make the finals and make this run that they need to go on, yes, obviously Tegan Berry needs to start, but I think uh, Tyler's right behind her in terms of that really key player to do so as well. So really excited to watch her play uh, on the weekend. So I don't know. I obviously know the other week you guys got to be there and watch. Just it's what is it like with with her? She had that sort of aura about her as one of those star players. You just go, oh, hang on, this is let's let's tread carefully around this one. From what we're around, I think she was actually pretty quiet and pretty reserved and yeah. um, really focused before kickoff. Sort of like I was mentioning about Tegan Berry last week, just. Not too much going on, you know, not being too loud or anything before kickoff, just um, and not really like taking leadership. I think it was mostly like listening to Jamie Soward. There wasn't much. I think Racine McGregor was the one player sort of before kickoff who was trying to rally the troops and motivate them and lead them out. Um, so, yeah, Tyler was pretty, pretty quiet, kept to herself and, um, yeah, just a real professional looking mindset. Yeah. What about your predicted try score in this one? Yeah, well, that's just funny that we've spoken about it because it's Tyler Nathan Wong for this game. It was tempting to go Tegan Berry, but yeah, I sort of just have, we're on the same page the last couple of weeks. So I sort of have a feeling that, you know, it's not of any stats or anything, but it's just a bit of a vibe bet that Tyler might, might cross over this week in a big game. Yeah, I had one of each and I was just going to see how I was feeling as we were talking about who I think is going to win this. And I did go the Sharks, but you got me more and more thinking the Dragons are in for maybe something special here at Shark Park that I like to still call it. So I'm going to lock in Tegan Berry for mine. Um, I think she might be able to cross over again and just continue this freakish run of form. Uh, Saturday, the first of the two of uh, a doubleheader at McDonald Jones Stadium up at Newcastle to what a weekend it is for footy in, New- in Newcastle region. I anticipate there to be quite a good crowd for this one as well, with people probably making a weekend of it. Uh, the Tigers versus the Broncos, eighth versus fourth, Saturday, 11.30. Um, thoughts on this one? You might, yeah. Before I say anything else, you must be starting to get happy, oh, a lot happier now about your team. I am happier, but um, I think we're one of those three teams that are fighting for that fourth spot. So if we kind of, I don't want to be the team to slip out of it and, um, you know, lose it. So I'm getting, I'm happy, but I'm also still worried and not, um, you know, not convinced that we're, that we're home safe yet. So this is definitely a danger game because Tigers, you know, they've lost five in a row. They, things have to turn around. Like I said, with the Eels before they beat the, um, beat the Cowboys, like I just felt like they couldn't keep losing, keep losing that a win was coming. And we saw how they started the season. They started two and oh, top of the table, the most impressive team. Five and five losses in a row now. It's you know a complete difference, but they get three massive ins in Togatuki, Apps, Rakia Horn, massive inclusions. Just you know, completely going to you know galvanize the squad coming into this one. And on the Broncos side of things, this is they've only been outside of Queensland once this season. They've played six out of the seven games in Queensland at some like Townsville, Brisbane, or Gold Coast. So the only other game that they played outside of Queensland was in Newcastle down against the Knights where they let that lead slip and the Knights won. So they've lost their only game outside of Queensland and at the same stadium, Tigers, yeah, won't have to travel as much as the Broncos do. And, yeah, um, I'm not as much as I'm happy that we're in the position we are. And this is definitely a danger game for the Tigers, uh, for the Broncos. Yeah. I'm hoping we will still get the job done and I'll probably still tip the Broncos. But, yeah, we might just scrape home a win here. Um. 
Honestly, I'm going Broncos 13 plus. I think yeah. the Broncos will just turn up and and do a job. And I, as I said, I just at the last few weeks, I really really like what I've seen from from your side. And I think just because the Tigers now, it is a five a five week losing streak. It must come to an end. You'd think at some stage because of how good they started, but losing does become a habit. Unfortunately, we've seen this in both the men's and women's games. Where teams just can't get out of losing streaks. It's just like in a way you think they're like, it's like an addiction that you just, just can't get out of it. You just can't stop it. So I feel like the Tigers, unfortunately, are in that sort of um, mold at the moment. I just think the Broncos are starting to rise and rise and rise up that mountain. And uh, they're, they're close to nearing the top here and getting to their, their full uh, sixth gear. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Broncos. Uh, player to watch in this one. Yeah, one of the uh, big ins for the Tigers, Sarah Togatuka. I just think she has to lead from the front in this one if the Tigers are going to be any chance. And... um has to try and turn the ship or ship around, and I think she'll put a, a lot of responsibility on her shoulders. So, yeah, Togatuki. Yeah, I've gone uh, Gail Broughton here just because of I feel like her form is basically identical to how the Broncos are performing. She sort of started slow, and then she's just slowly working up and up each week. And we're seeing how good she was last week. I'd hate to see what she's going to be like this week as well. I think we're going to see her get to even, if it's possible, maybe that extra level. Um, I think she's one of the underrated players of the tournament so far this year with how she's playing and, and just sort of what she's producing with the Broncos each and every week. Now uh, you predicted try scorer. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll see Togatuki crash over close to the line. So I think she'll be really fired up. Yeah. I will go Ash Werner uh, for my one. I'll get Ash Werner at it and lock her in. Now the one we want to talk about, I think everyone uh, following the women's game cannot wait for this one. Uh, Knights versus the Roosters, second v first, top of the table clash, the second game on this doubleheader at McDonald Jones Stadium, uh, 1.30pm, as I said, anticipate a massive crowd to be there to watch uh, this game especially. Um, your thoughts on this one because this is huge. This could be a grand final preview. Yeah, it's got to be the game of the season so far, especially where we are at this point in the season and where people stand on the ladder. It's just, yeah, it's going to be a real indication of where both teams are at and sort of our roosters at level above the rest of the competition because we've seen, I'm surprised, the Knights have only lost one game. I sort of, there are a couple of games where they've come back and won. So yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, they, they are equal on the points, but obviously the point difference for the roosters is like, like almost an extra hundred better than the Knights in second place. It's just ridiculous. Um, in Newcastle, definitely it's in Newcastle, right? Yeah, definitely yeah. gives the Knights the advantage um, to seeing what the crowds can do. Is it is it the double? Is it before the men's game, the men's final? No, the men's is on Sunday, so oh, it's just a, a women's doubleheader okay. game. We'll see what kind of crowd they get because we saw the massive crowd yeah. they got before the men's game. Would have been unreal to be there before that. Yeah. Men's yeah. final game. They should have scheduled that, but I don't know. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, a few so. people have actually mentioned about that and said it's just a, a bit of a head scratcher. The fact that they're not. It's, it, honestly, anyone, any man and his dog would say that's a given. Honestly, what was the scenes we've seen two weeks ago? It would have been. It's. It's. It just seems crazy to not. You could almost just change it and have the game we just spoke about as like a triple header on the Sunday or on the um, make it Saturday or something and just bring over the the Knights game to this game, who knows, but yeah, yeah. definitely a missed opportunity would have been cool. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what the support's like for, you know, sort of a standalone NRW, what's well, a double header there. So they get both games, yeah. but 
more more crowd will be there for the Knights game and obviously the Roosters, so people will be excited for the top of the table clash. Um, I don't know. It's just going to be whether Knights middles can can handle the go forward of the Roosters middles. I mean, I think it's Caitlin Johnson, Taylor Predabon. They can uh, they're more than capable of ha- handling their own. And um, yeah, it should be. I think it'll be a low scoring game. Um, obviously, Jess Serge is out with that fractured finger for the Roosters, so a bit of strike power on that edge. So they probably will turn to Kelly's edge for attack, and the Knights, I'm sure, will know that and will plan to stop that. So, yeah, there could be a little game plan where the Knights, if they execute it, could could sneak away with the win. But just think, the Roosters, it's just hard. I just can't can't tip against them. Yeah, well, look. Um... You know what's coming. I mentioned on the weekend, and I really, really like the Newcastle Knights in this game. Um, look, we always say losing streaks need to end. Winning streaks need to end as well. And um, I mentioned at the start of the podcast that it, it's an interesting one if teams do feel like this a loss is needed before they get in there. Everyone always loves to win. But um, the Roosters have been very, very dominant. There's no, no way about not saying any of that. And we need to acknowledge how good they have been. But... I like the fact that the Newcastle Knights have been in a lot of these dogfight type games and have got out the other side of it and, and have won it and know how to win these close games where I don't think the Roosters have had enough of those this year, obviously because of their own dominance. I just, uh, I'm just a bit not worried because obviously you, you're happy if you're smashing everyone, but I just like, I know this sort of game, what it's going to be and how it's going to be played. I just like the Knights and I like their, their spine members to really step up and take control and, I think we've had talking points about the, the Roosters halves maybe as maybe their only sort of weakness when you look at their team overall. And I think when you look at the Knights and obviously Southwell is just an out and out superstar. If she can really grab this game, I can see the Knights winning off the back of that in a close one, obviously only about that one to 12 sort of margin for the Knights, but yeah, I'm going for the Knights player to watch in this one. Um, I'll give you my one first. I'll go ready. I'll go um, to make Upton, obviously superstar, superstar game. I can see her just really stepping up to the big stage and owning it. All the lights, cameras, eyes on her and just anticipating her to have one of those superstar games where she has one of those big moments, probably a couple. Um, and along with Southwell, lead these nights to victory. What about your one? Yeah, well, they were the two that I had identified for this game, uh, Tamika Upton and Taryn Aiken, two probably of the best bigger game players in the comp in the NRLW. Um, they really sort of stand up when it's needed for their teams. And, yeah, I think just because I think the Roosters will get the win, I think Aiken will have a massive game. So Aiken is Taryn Aiken, my player to watch. Yep, I agree with that one there. Uh, predicted try scorer. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm, I'm about to steal yours because I think as good as up uh, as good as good Aiken is, I think the Upton will be the uh, sort of the Tegan Berry kind of stand up when she's needed in this game. So I think Tamika Upton will score for the Knights. Love you, Tamika. He has stolen my one, but we've been on the same page the last couple of weeks with all of this. So it's the theme continues. I'll go Mia Wood. Um, obviously, she helped me out the other week, the debutant. Um, and I just feel like she's been playing really good footy since she's been in the top grade. And I think she'll get one. Um, normally, I go to the Knights wingers. I'm changing my tack now. I'm going to let the Knights wingers have a, a game break from me predicting one of them. And I'll go to the other side of the field. So Mia Wood. Um, Cowboys versus the Raiders, the first of the Sunday doubleheader now. So two doubleheaders um, on the weekend. That's at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast, uh, 11.30 a.m. What are your thoughts on this one? It's ninth versus fifth. Obviously, the Raiders are fifth, Cowboys ninth. 
Yeah. So another team that's in the mix and in the hunt for the final yeah. spot. Um, Raiders haven't been that impressive the last few weeks. Um, well, last week they came out and were winning 12 nil against the Knights, which, you know, was completely shocked, shocked me at least. I mean, in Canberra, I thought, oh, that might, you know, that's sort of what's getting them over the line here. Every, I didn't think they'd lost at home until this one. And I was, yeah, at 12 nil. I didn't, didn't really see the Knights getting back into it. I just thought at home, Canberra, their defense, their grit, they just grind teams out. Um, but like you mentioned, the Knights, you know, they're, one of the best grind teams in the comp this season. So pretty disappointing for them to let let those two points slip and now they are, you know, trying to claw some points back on the Broncos and point difference as well because they're, they're even with the Broncos on points and ladder. It's just, yeah. yeah, the Raiders are negative 31 and the Broncos are, you know, plus 50-something. So, yeah, they, they need all the points they can get. Um, and the Cowboys just hasn't been their season, unfortunately. Hit with some injuries, some key injuries. Yeah, probably one of the more underwhelming teams of the comp. They just, they had that win against the Knights, which is just so surprising to look back on. It's probably the upset of the whole season, the Cowboys being the Knights now. And I think it was like 31 to 20. So they piled the points on that game and just don't know where it's gone wrong since. They just haven't been able to find their rhythm and find their groove and pick up any wins along the way, really. Um, so I think what's on the line for the Raiders, they've got to click back into form, find something. Um, where is this one again? This is Seabus. Uh, so on the Gold Coast. But not really any home ground advantage. I think if it was in Canberra, I would 110% be going a big Raiders win. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Two more games. The Cowboys just playing for pride, I guess. So the Raiders, Raiders more desperate for the two points, probably almost sneak home. Yeah. I, I, look, I think the Cowboys, it's it's unfortunate the way their season's gone, especially through injury. And, um, you know, don't wish that upon any of the clubs. So I just think the Raiders coming off the back, of, they've had two losses now against two of the, the heavyweights of the competition. Their last win was obviously against the Eels, who weren't going too great at the time. And it probably wasn't as dominant win as what we all probably would have thought the Raiders would have produced against the Eels. So I'm anticipating them to come out firing in this game and actually do quite a number on the Cowboys. So I think they might use this as a statement game. As you said, they're one of those teams in the mix for that top four finish and they might want to show why they deserve to be one of those teams in the finals um, in a few weeks' time or a couple of weeks' time. Uh, player to watch for this one. Yeah, it's interesting because Emma Barnes is my player to watch, but she broke her jaw, fractured her jaw, um, I don't know, early on in the season, maybe two or three games in, and it was basically just reported, like, there's, she's not going to come back. She's going to have to go through surgery. It's going to be, you know, a few months recovery. So I wasn't expecting her name to be on the list anytime soon. So when she was named, yeah, I was pretty pretty excited because she is still only, like, 18 or 19, sort of like an Emma Manzeman type dummy half where she can just come on, impact a game with her speed, her craftiness around the ruck, and just, you know, kind of, close to the line, sneak over. So definitely could unlock some sort of spark in their attack this week. If if she does play, you know, they don't kind of, oh, she's not fit on game day or whatever. And, and if she does get enough minutes. So hopefully, yeah, we see her, see her play and have an impact on the game. Yeah, I'm... Quickly, one I want to talk to you about as well. I'm going Zahara tomorrow. Uh, the Raiders halves, obviously. Um Someone who I think started the year really, really well. She was one of the, the best players in on in the game for probably the first three weeks or so, we'd, we'd probably say. And probably a fair reflection of the Raiders' form. Again, one of those players who might have gone um, downhill a little bit um, from the high standards we had her at uh, a start of the year. And I'm just anticipating her to use this game as well to just step back up to where we know she can play at. 
make her mark and especially as we run to the finals. Uh, do you have anything to say on, on Tamara's form and just where you see her at the moment? Yeah, well, I'm pretty similar with what you said because I think last week she was my player to watch in the Raiders-Knights game and back at home I was expecting her to have a big game, stand up and you know potentially get them the win last week. I think I'd tip the Knights, but if someone was to get it done for the Raiders, it was going to be Zahara because she is one of the well, probably one of the more underrated players because she just goes about her job and seems to get it done most weeks. But I think just the Raiders of a whole have just sort of slumped a little bit. So everyone's just been a little bit quiet and off off the pace. But, yeah, definitely one of the players that if you, you, you don't want to sleep on her, basically. She, she can break the game open. She doesn't look like the fastest or strongest or loudest. But, yeah, she's a very um, valued member of that squad, I think. What about your predicted try scorer? I'm going to go with someone who had a massive game last week. Obviously, the Raiders did lose, but she ran for like 250 metres. Didn't get the try, but I think uh, she'll be rewarded with the try this week. Mackenzie Wiki at right centre for the Raiders. Yeah, she she was massive um, last weekend. Uh, I will go Maddie Bartlett. Uh, I will get her down and go back onto the, the Maddie Bartlett train. So I feel like every time I don't pick, pick her, she scores. And the weeks I do pick her, she doesn't score. But let's break the curse, Maddie. We'll, we'll get this done. Uh, last game, Sunday, the last of the double headers, obviously, Seabus Super Stadium, Sunday, 1.30. Titans versus the Eels, third versus 10th. I feel like the Eels have had the last game the last four or five weeks at the moment. It feels like it's been been a while now. Uh, your thoughts on this one? I feel like it's a pretty straight, straightforward one, unfortunately, once again. Titans, um, obviously in that finals mix. Eels, welcome back. They're, they're, they're big gun, the superstar, the captain, Candy Sherrington. But I just think the Titans are a bit too classy in this one and, and do it quite easily. It should be a straightforward one, yeah. Um, like you say, Kennedy back is is massive. And, you know, she's she would have been so ready to play this game, would have been so frustrated on the sidelines watching for the last four weeks. So I think we're going to have – we're going to see a massive game from Kennedy. And, um, yeah, she's going to provide that energy that she always brings. And Eels, you know, they've been a little bit better last few weeks. Obviously a big loss to the Roosters, but can sort of ignore that, to be honest, in my books anyway. Um, so Kennedy coming back, they've got that win on the board against the Cowboys. You know, the season isn't completely kind of hopeless, I guess. Um, and the Titans, the Titans for me, they actually have been a bit – they haven't convinced me. I'm not sold on the Titans. I know they're sitting third, but I saw something like – they've only scored like seven more points than the Eels this mm. season or something. And like they're, they're third on 10 points and the Eels are last on two points and they've only scored like one more try than them basically. So I don't know, that, that could be wrong, but if that is true, that's just a crazy, crazy stat. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're a massive point scoring team, the Titans. Their defense has obviously been good. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold. And Jamie Chapman, she failed her HIA last week and, isn't like is it not an eleven day stand on automatically? But she's been named, so I, yeah. I feel like she'll be a, a late withdrawal potentially, which will be a big impact because she is one of their strike strike players. Um, but yeah, like I think if the Titans are to convince me, they need to win this big. They need to win this twenty plus because otherwise, I'm I'm sort of starting to think the other teams around them are like the Knights, the Broncos are sort of like will be the next next step up for the Titans. And the, if yeah, the Titans uh, make top four, the Titans will probably struggle. Yep, I agree. What about your player to watch in this one? Yeah, so Kennedy. Kennedy changed, and I just think she's going to be everywhere and trying. Almost, you might end up trying too hard, to be honest. But, yeah, Kennedy Charrington. 
it's funny, I actually had the same one down, so we can just quickly talk about her. And I wrote down, it would be interesting to see the impact she has on the team um, when she does come back in terms of bringing that energy and what she can do. Is it going to be what the team needs or will the team find it maybe a little bit too much? Because as you said, they are last and they have been getting beat, but they have looked a lot better team as the competition's gone on. And she has obviously been there for the last four weeks. So it'd be interesting to see how the team goes with her. It would be nice to see uh, Albert there as well and have a, a sort of a full strength side. I think that could have been a big worry for the Titans and, and an upset on the cards. But yeah, it'd be really good to see just the energy that she can bring to this side. I think it's probably what's missing, especially in that middle where there's been a few of those gaping holes, especially late on each half as well. Predicted try scorer. Yeah, the Eels have conceded nine tries this season to centres. Um, just because I don't know the situation with Jamie Chapman, I'll go Nia Williams-Guthrie to score. They um, also, yeah, conceded two tries to the right centre last week in Jess Surges. So if Chapman plays, and probably Chapman will score at centre. But, yeah, yeah just because I don't know if she will be there or not, I'll go Niall. It's funny you mentioned that stat because I, I didn't look at any of the sort of stats-wise, but I just in my head had a feeling that the Eels had been quite weak on their edges, um, whether it was the centre or, or second row. And I, in my head, for some reason, thought it was the second row hole, not the centre hole. So I've gone Shaley Bent for the Titans, just thinking that the Eels have been quite, as I said, weak on those edges and can anticipate her crashing over maybe close to the line, one of those crash play type um, goes as well. So... As I said, guys, we've gone a little bit longer episode, but that's because this weekend is such a good week of NRLW footy. Can't wait for it. Two lots of double headers, which I think is fantastic for the game to bring in some crowd figures as well. And then the prime time uh, Thursday night time slot. Can't wait for that one either. But good luck to all the teams this weekend. One more week after this, and then it's finals football. Can't wait. Thanks once again, Alex. Watch her footy. If you haven't already, living under a rock, please go give them a like on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. Uh, They're on it. You'll see them all posting daily, multiple posts. It's fantastic. They always interact as well. So enjoy your week and get around the footy on the weekend. Thank you.